Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Performer to Producer Podcast. My name is Buga, I'm your host and I still don't have an intro for this podcast and I hope that will come soon too but I don't think that's that important right now. Anyways, first a little disclaimer, I'm walking right now, I'm going home, I walk every day from and to work, it's five kilometers um, because it really helps me clear my head and I really recommend it. Anyways, so I'm I'm sorry in advance for any noises you might hear or any like you're probably going to notice I'm walking. So sorry for that, but I really want to talk about this right now. And that's just how I roll. So let's dive in. Uh, today, I want to talk about a concept that I really, really had to l- relearn and unlearn this year. And that really taught me a lot, a lot of lessons and really proved to me that, especially in performing arts, um, because we performers really love to embody this identity of chaotic performer and arts can't be done in structure and we don't need structure and somehow because it really is the magic of theater that somehow we always get by like one day before opening night nothing works and then suddenly on that day everything works and it's magical but we really don't need to go through all that stress although I know it's addicting but it can be much easier and that concept um, that I think if we all learned how to avoid is presuming or it goes without saying. So um, I had a few examples of this this year and examples of how it's done and how it shouldn't be done and how we could be taught about that. Um, so, for example, you know, um, we have a space. For those of you who don't know, I inherited a family theater company from my parents um, and we're one of the rare private companies in Croatia that has their own space um, which is, has its benefits and has its downsides but anyway um, and so sometimes we give our space to other companies that don't have their space to perform their shows or to rehearse or whatever um, and the thing is um, in the past period be, you know because there was crisis and COVID and everything there was just two of us in the theater so it was me and it was my colleague and um, and that in that environment, when you're so close and when you spend every day together and you're kind of working together on bringing company back up on its feet, you really become close. And some things really become, you know, it goes without saying. They really become like normal and you don't even talk about it. You, you just know what needs to be done. Um, but the thing is, the people who come in our space don't. And I realize, you know, I don't know, people come to our space and they go to the bathroom and they forget to turn off the light before they go home or you know they just they eat um you know like chips or whatever uh, snacks in our auditorium which i'm very very against and i I hate it and it's really like i uh, i can't stand that and but people don't know that and several times i would walk in you know people having rehearsals who rehearsals for shows that are not ours our productions and I would come in just you know to pick something up from the office or whatever and I would see them like drinking and eating snacks in the auditorium and I would freak out I was so mad um and then I was like why am I mad I don't get I don't have a right to be mad why because for me it goes without saying that you're not gonna eat snacks in the auditorium you're not gonna drink beer in the auditorium of theater for children because what happened to us once was that we have this show that's very interactive and we say to the children to look for something under the chairs and once one audience member looked and found a can of beer 
And I was, I mean, and teachers were there. It was at the school. I was so embarrassed. I was so mad. And then I realized that the problem weren't the people who left it. The problem was me who didn't communicate with the people who use our space. That this, is this a procedure? Something, you know, our value, something we don't do at this space. And if they want to use our space, they have to abide some rules. And when I said to my colleague, you know, we have to write a set of rules of dealing with the space. And I started with, you know, turn on the lights in the bathroom and she was like Buga you can't be serious I'm like yeah I'm really serious and she's like but that goes without saying and I'm like no nothing goes without saying literally nothing because we all have such different brains we have different values we have different work ethics and if you want someone to respect you or treat you or your work or your space in a certain manner nothing goes without saying literally I had another um, another example also because, you know, there were just the two of us in the office. So um, and then we brought in a new, a new colleague um, part time. And we had this kind of a deal that we um, we clean the space after every show. And this new colleague, well, she didn't know this because I didn't tell her because it's written on the wall on a piece of paper. I wrote six six months beforehand and I didn't tell her about it because it goes without saying and after one performance she went home and my other colleague was really really mad because she was like I clean every time and she never cleans and she knows I clean and she does this on purpose and I was like actually stop I'm sorry but it's my fault because I didn't tell her and again my colleague was like but Buka it goes without saying you clean after the performance I was like no no it doesn't go without saying because maybe she thought about cleaning before the next performance she just didn't think about it at all because she never worked in the theater so this was not something that would cross her mind at all that there's a possibility that I don't know an audience member left something behind or they're just you know they were in the mud in the park nearby and they brought the mud into the performance hall and then we have to clean it and stuff like that so it doesn't go without saying and we get mad at other people because we're like how did they don't do, didn't do it i mean it goes without saying uh, she should have known um because we presume i had a great brilliant experience with an older actor who was like he i love working with older actors that's so old school and i learned so much i did several productions this year with uh, you know veterans let's call them and they taught me so much about work ethic and approaching the job and i had and this one actor he came in for the first uh rehearsal of the show and he came into our kitchen we have a little kitchenette and he was like is there coffee here and i said no we just have a coffee machine like where you can buy coffee you know made coffee with coins and he told me directly look buga I'm the type of person, I'm the type of performer, when we have rehearsals and we have performances, I need coffee, not this one, with milk, done like that. I can do it myself, but I need the ingredients. Can you provide that for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. 
And the next day I bought everything for him and he was so happy. He made his coffee on his own, but he was so happy that I provided him. He, I could see that his respect and gratefulness like rose immediately towards me. But the thing is that he communicated it with me directly. He didn't expect it from me and then got mad because I didn't do it. He said, look, this is what I need for me to do my job. And I, at the time, as a producer of the show... I was like, sure, of course, I want to make my performers happy. This is not an, a total crazy request. And sure, we can handle it. It's in our budget. Fine. Um, and that was such a huge lesson for me where, you know, I've seen a lot of performance performers expecting things to be done for them, expecting things to be a certain way without communicating what they need. I love, you know, there was this um, big article of years ago in Croatia about um, com complicated performers like J-Lo or I don't know who else was coming at the time to Croatia but like their contracts their their contracts were leaked out and it was like oh my god J-Lo asks that her room temperature is 20 degrees every time she enters the room and she needs three apples on her table like oh my god she's so complicated and at the time I was like oh my god J-Lo why are you being so so annoying but now like for example for me when I do Beauty and the Beast I don't drink water, I eat only apples, and I need apples during the performance. Okay, for me, I'm not Jello, of course, I bring the apples myself, but I now I understand Jello and I respect her because then she doesn't make a drama. She said exactly what she needed for her to be able to be Jello, but she knows this. She doesn't come in and say, this room is not 20 degrees, um, without saying anything in advance. She like, says very clearly, I need this to be able to do my performance, to, you know, give what my audiences expect. And this is the organizer's um, responsibility. And she knows very well what she can ask for and what she can't ask for. And that's just amazing. And that's why I need processes and procedures. And that's not spoiled. You're just saying, I need this to be the best to, give, to be able to do my job. Of course, again, why we need more knowledge about behind the scenes as performers, because you need to know who you can ask this for, um, what you need to write in your contract to be able to get what you need, how you need to, um, you know, phrase it. And really important like not to I've seen people you know do productions that haven't done bigger productions ever and then they ask the wrong people about the wrong things and of course people get annoyed because if you don't know who is who in your production and you come to a certain person asking for I don't know what and then it turns out that you're going over someone's head of course that person is going to be annoyed because they won't know you didn't do it on purpose you just didn't know that for example instead of going to your tailor who does your costume and asking for I don't know repair you go to the costume costume designer and you say like this is not well done and um, this needs to be repaired and then costume designer of course go, of course goes to the tailor and is like what is this um, instead of just going to the tailor and be like, look, this got, this got broken, can you please repair this? Knowing that it's their job. This is an example, but I've seen this happen actually a lot with people don't know what a producer's job is, what a technician's job is, who's responsible for what in a production. Because we're not really taught this at school. Nobody really talks about it. So you don't know who you need to go and talk to when a certain problem arises. I've seen this especially with contracts. Because... Um, Contracts are often not even made 
And then people, um, when they have a problem with their contract, they don't go to the producer. They go to really wrong people, which are then annoyed because they're actually wasting their time because it's not their job. And there is a lot of losing the energy and losing the time and losing the emotions and tensions go up and it just doesn't make any sense. So I know it sounds crazy, like I'm not gonna, I don't know, you can also write it for yourself. I'm sorry, I'm jumping, but you can also do this for yourself. Just because writing lists, even for me who is an ADHDer, write any, having any kind of procedure or process for yourself will take off your brain power and brain energy and brain space. And if you uh, set up a procedure for yourself, set up a, a certain process for yourself and you respect it and you just write it down, you have, I don't know, a to-do list. Or if you go to edition, you have, you know, you write down a list. After a few editions, you really know what works for you. And you just write it down. You make a checklist for yourself. Or you make a photo album with things that you need or whatever works for you. If you just do that, you will never have to think about it again. You won't have to hold it in your head. And that will give you brain energy and brain space to be creative. So processes and procedures actually save creativity. They save time. They save energy. And I think this is something we don't talk about a lot and we're not taught how to do in our lives and in the performing industry. And I think, you know, just in this few examples, I've shown you, you know, how they can really, really help. But just we need to learn how to not presume that, you know, everybody knows what they have to do. For example, we had a situation um, in the production where we had a quick change and because it was presumed that everybody knows there's a quick change, um, on the first rehearsal, the quick change didn't happen because actually nobody told the people responsible for the quick change that there is a quick change because everybody was like, well, we've been rehearsing this thing for two months. So everybody knows that there is a quick change here. We've been talking about it. But the people who are doing the quick change didn't have to be there for the rehearsals while we were, you know, blocking the thing. They come in later in the process and they never heard about the quick change and nobody told them because it goes without saying that everybody knows there's a quick change there. So, and then of course the, the rehearsal had to be stopped and they had to be found and it had to be, the whole scene had to be redone and all of that, there was, it was such a waste of energy and time and everybody's nerves because there was no systems and procedures. So I really, really believe, although I, I'm really bad with administration, I'm still figuring out, I'm working on it. I know it's important, but I still, I still don't do it myself. I'm really learning how to set all of that up and how to do good and build good processes and procedures, especially for arts, which is not your typical company that, you know, you can just set it up, but it can be done. And I'm learning how and every process that I set up is so much better and makes everything so much easier. So I would really recommend, you know, thinking about it and, and rethinking this whole thing where, you know, performing arts need to be chaotic. They really don't. And it's really not that complicated to set the whole thing up and to start um, embracing processes and procedures. And also to tell you one more thing, if you're like, well, I'm just doing house concerts. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just doing auditions. I don't have my own company or I'm not a performer or whatever. Um, if you really look into everything that you're doing, 
even if it's a house concert and you if you looked at it from a different point of view i guarantee you you would have less stage fright and it would be so much more fun to organize the whole thing it would be less stressful you would learn some more management skills and everything else that will help you in the future or even if you're just starting out your own company you want to set up those processes and procedures now believe me as someone who's doing it on the go as someone who is setting them backwards someone who already has the company going and now i'm trying to set up processes and procedures it's so much harder believe me you don't want to do that you want to start now i know it might seem funny that to yourself you say like okay i'm gonna turn off the bathroom lights now or just write it on a piece of paper for yourself to do every day but i promise you it if nothing you will never ask yourself again did i turn off the bathroom lights because you're gonna have a checklist and you'll be able to just check it you really want to set up your company your career whatever you're doing in a way that anyone can jump in and take over you want to be replaceable of course your voice can't be your creativity can't be replaceable but everything else that supports you as a performer everything in the behind the scenes you want to make sure that it's replaceable that one day you can give it to someone else so they can support you and you can create more space for yourself you want to be replaceable because that's the only way you're not going to burn out that's the only way you can create space oh my god sorry my i got so into it that my phone my headphone just bombed me anyways you want to be replaceable so that you can give it up at one point to someone else to take care of. You want to make sure that you have such systems and procedures in your work, whatever you're doing, that you can give it to a virtual assistant, for example, so you can create space for yourself. That's how you're not going to burn out. And on the other hand, it's really okay that someone else does that work if you don't like doing it. If you love doing it, that's great. If you don't, you don't need to do it. At the beginning, of course, you have to, you have to set up the systems and procedures. You have to figure it out yourself. Uh, but actually... At one point, you will want to give it to someone else. And if you don't have systems and procedures, it will be so much harder to explain to someone else how to do it and how to do it the way you need it and like it. That Then it's going to be easier to just keep going yourself. And you're going to bring yourself out. Promise me because ask me how I know. So yeah, I'm going to stop here for this episode. I hope this helped. I hope this made sense. Made sense? Made sense? Oh my God, Boga. Made sense. Um, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, please do leave them in the comments or send me a dm and if you need help understanding more about systems and procedures and how to set them up uh check the show notes because i'm gonna put a link on the book by my mom who is a master of this who's teaching me as well um it's called time for change and it's basically the first steps for understanding uh, management and like goal management and time management and like leading your career or if you're more into like talking about it then you can set up a free coaching call with her i really really recommend it although she's my mom uh it's hard for me to work with her but i'm she's really an incredible coach um for performers so i mean she she's a producer producing performer herself for the past 35 years so um she's really great at that and she will help you set up those things and under and understand the concepts better um so you can just check all the links in the show notes and everything that we have on the vestals platform um so yeah thank you so much for um listening i hope this made sense again and i hope that my walking didn't disturb you too much and my changes in volume uh, i'm just getting the hang of this but anyways thanks for listening um if 
if you like this, please do share on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, wherever. It means a lot. And leave a comment or review. And yeah, I'll hear from you or you'll hear from me very soon. Enjoy your day. And yeah, bye.